throughout the message, when, every once in a while throughout the message, I'm going to say, and God's people say, when I say, I will say the Lord, and you can say, he is my refuge, my fortress, my God, in whom I trust. You see it in the top of the bulletin. Every once in a while, we're going to go repeat that. It's just a reminder, right? Um, this is who God is for us. And this year, once again, right? he, he is my refuge, my fortress, my God, in whom I trust. That's from verse 2. Psalm 91. He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge and my fortress. My God, in him I will trust. Surely he shall deliver you from the snare of the fowler, from the perilous pestilence. He shall cover you with his feathers, and under his wings you shall take refuge. His truth shall be your shield and buckler. You shall not be afraid of the terror by night, nor of the arrow that flies by day, nor of the pestilence that walks in darkness, nor of the destruction that lays waste at noonday. A thousand may fall at your side, and ten thousand at your right hand, and it shall not come near you. Only with your eyes shall you look and see the reward of the wicked, because you have made the Lord who is my refuge, even the Most High, your dwelling place. No evil shall befall you, nor shall any plague come near your dwelling. For he shall give his angels charge over you to keep you in all your ways. In their hands they shall bear you up, lest you dash your foot against a stone. You shall break. You shall tread upon the lion and the cobra, the young lion and the serpent you shall trample underfoot, because he has said, set his love upon you, because he has set his love upon me, therefore I will deliver him. I will set him on high, because he has known my name. He shall call upon me, and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him. With long life I will satisfy him and show him my salvation. So yeah, I will say of the Lord, that's a beautiful way to express our faith in the coming year. I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge and my fortress, my God. In him, I will trust. So yeah, Psalm 91. You know, we come into another year, uh, 2024. And as someone put it, there's just so much anxiety in the air. There? A lot of anxiety, especially those who don't have Christ. There's so much worry. There's so much uncertainty. Uh, even we feel the uncertainty, political uncertainty. There's moral uncertainty. There's uh, uh, financial uncertainty, no doubt. Medical uncertainty. Think of 2.2 million Ontarians who have no family doctor. Right? It just seems like, it just seems like, that uh, we, are, we are so near on the cuffs of a societal collapse. It just seems like it. And there's no safe place to go. You can say, well, I'm going to go here and here in the world. But there's no safe place to go. Not in Canada, not in the U.S., not anywhere in the world. Is there any place where we may turn to find safety? And that's where we come to Psalm 91. Psalm 91 for encouragement, for comfort, for hope. And we confess that we find our safety in God alone. Because in his hands, 
is the world. Uh, in his hands are our lives, the one who made me. But to know that especially in Christ, he holds dearly on to me. He dearly holds on to his people. So in the midst of all the anxieties, the psalmist makes a confession. He declares his trust in the Lord. I will say of the Lord, let's say it together. He is my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I will trust. Uh, think of refuge, right? It's a, a refuge is a shelter from danger, a shelter from storm. Or think of the word um, fortress. That's like a military fortress. It's like a gated community. It's almost impossible to break in. Of course, with the Lord, it is impossible because in Christ, we are safe in him. So what we'd like to do is just look at this psalm in terms of three things. Because of who he is, I can live securely, I can live confidently, and I can live patiently. Whatever comes our way this coming year. But securely, you notice you look at the first verse, or first two verses, uh, he uses four vivid words, vivid pictures to describe the, the realness, right? The realness of our safety in God. And he does that to encourage our trust in him in this coming year once again. Those four words are secret place or hiding place, uh, shadow, refuge, and fortress. See verses one and two. He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge, my fortress, my God, and him I will trust. You know, the picture here is of a believer in the Old Testament. He's in the, in the sanctuary of God's house. Sometimes it is said that in some places, you know, if you want to find refuge, um, you just run inside of a church and then no one can... No one can uh, arrest you, right, in some countries. Well, here in the Old Testament, it was very much of a place of safety to be in the sanctuary of God. Of course, the sanctuary of God today is Christ. That's the place of safety, right? No church buildings are really the place of safety, but God's people in Christ, that's the place of safety. Um, another translation here is hiding place. He is my hiding place. It's a place of security, especially in a world with lots of noise, lots of confusion, lots of chaos. By dwelling in him, by him having him as my hiding place, we also live in his shadow. That's another word. You know, there's something comforting when a child knows that the shadow of his father goes over him. His father is near him, right? It's the same thing. It's the same thing with this psalm. Under the shadow of the Almighty, El Shaddai, under the shadow of the, the all-powerful one. Abraham knew him as El Shaddai, that God revealed himself as El Shaddai to Abraham. Under his shadow, that large, looming shadow, there's safety. The words of Psalm 121 come to mind. The Lord is your keeper. The Lord is your shade. There it is. The Lord is your shade at your right hand. The sun will not strike you by day, nor the moon by night. Secret place, 
shadow. And then there's, of course, the other two images of security, refuge, and fortress. So I will say to the Lord, what will we say to the Lord? He is my refuge. That's fortress of God. And him will trust. You know, look at who God is for us here. The most high, right? The highest one. Okay, the almighty, El Shaddai, the most powerful one. And it's his name which cuts every threat down to size. Those big looming threats, when we're in him, it's cut down to size under him. He's the almighty. He's the one, remember, who protected the patriarchs? Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, did they consider this world as their home? They were pilgrims. They were sojourners. They were traveling through. And always God protected them. Always God provided for them and blessed them. Ultimately, these verses are fulfilled in Christ. Because in Christ's death and resurrection, what did he do? He took down, he took down the fortresses of Satan the strongholds of Satan, and he took down the fortresses, the strongholds of death. And once for all, and now we have those eternal fortresses whereby he secures forgiveness for his own and everlasting life. Those are the fortresses, being in God, in whom we find forgiveness and everlasting life. No one can take that away from his people. Nothing. No peril, no danger, no storm can take those things away. He towers above all principalities and powers today, higher than the kings of the earth who would threaten the church. As our ascended Lord, he, he sits as king. For you died, says Paul, you died, and your life is hidden with Christ. Where? In God. Right? That's why we trust on him. We need to trust on him. I will say of the Lord. What will I say of the Lord? He is my refuge and my fortress, my God, and him I will trust. Even though we don't know how things will or may unfold in this coming year, the times and details we know are always in his hands. My life, my circumstances, they're in his hands. And so we confess, I will say of the Lord. What will I say of the Lord? He is my fortress. He is my refuge and my fortress, my God. And him I will trust. Securely, right? I always think of, you know, when I lived in New York City, there were these big gated communities, high fences, and no one could get into those communities. High gates, high fences. And even inside, you look at the homes, if you got inside, that is. They had all these iron bars in the windows. Even then, sometimes someone would get in and break in. But God is a stronger fortress. Trust in him. Live your life out of him. Because that's the only safe place on earth. There is no other safe place on earth except in Christ. And if you want to get harmed, if, if someone wants to harm you, who do they have to harm first? 
Christ. They cannot harm Christ and therefore safe in him. That's the only safe place you're going to find in this coming year, as in every year for all times, is in Christ. Every other place is dangerous. That's why the world is scared, because they don't have Christ. Security, right? A child needs security. Big people need security. Old people need security. God says, here it is. Right? I will say of the Lord. What will I say of the Lord? It's my refuge and my fortress. My God and him I will trust. So yeah, with that security comes what? Confidence. Not confidence in myself. I don't have any confidence in what the world is doing to the economies and to the and into safety and all in light of all the wars going on. But I have confidence in whom? In God, the Almighty, the Most High, right? The Lord. He has all those special names. You know, the dangers and threats will always loom. They've always been there. They're again this year. And the psalmist speaks of that in verses 3 through 8. He thinks of many examples. So think of some of the examples he says in verses 3 through 8. The snare of the fowler. That's one. Those are people who want to trap you, who want to get you in their schemes. Okay? There's the terror by night. There's the deadly pestilence. Those are like deadly diseases. There's the arrow that flies by day. There's the pestilence that stalks in the darkness. There's the plague that devastates in midday. A thousand falling at your side, 10,000 at your right side. So many things you can worry about in this life, in this world, in this coming year. Uh, what if sickness comes your way? Or what if pestilence comes my way? Or what if an arrow comes flying by? War. What shall I say of the Lord? Fortress, my God, in whom I trust. When we say that, it's the only safe place. He's faithful. Note verses 3 through 8 again. See what he says? He will deliver you from the snare of the flower. He will deliver you from the deadly pestilence. He will cover you with his feathers. Think of a hen, a mother hen, and the chickens right under his wings. That's the next phrase. Under his wings you shall take refuge. His faithfulness will be your shield and buckler. You shall not be afraid of the terror of the arrow, the pestilence, the destruction. Only with your eyes you shall look and see what? A punishment on the wicked. You're safe in him, but the punishment comes on the wicked. You'll see it with your own eyes, right? They loom large today, but under the Most High, under the Almighty, he will scale them down. It's not saying that believers, as believers, you won't face hard times. We will face hard times, difficult times, Trials, hard things, sickness, loss. But your life is hid with God and Christ in every circumstance. In every circumstance we may go through, who is with you? Christ. He are, 
We are hid in him in every circumstance. Doesn't matter what it is. If we trust on him, you have his death for you in your place. He took your punishment for your sin. His resurrection to life is his promise to you of everlasting life. He will always protect your salvation in him. No one can take that away from you. Trust in him. You will always have that. That's the most important thing. No one, nothing can take that very special thing away from you. Yet what will I say? What will I say of the Lord? He is my refuge, my fortress, my God in whom I trust. Verses 9 through 13 shows that nothing can touch your salvation in Christ as his child. Notice what it says, because you have made the Lord who is my refuge, even the most high, your dwelling place. No evil shall befall you, nor shall any plague come near your dwelling. In other words, these things will not take you away from Jesus because Christ has overtaken these things through his death and resurrection. And therefore, what will I say of the Lord? He is my refuge, my fortress, my God, in whom I trust. And you know, God has a powerful support system in place for you who trust in Christ in this coming year. What is that? He uses his angels. The angels are not with the wicked. It's the demons that are with the wicked. They will destroy them. They will only uh, bring misery. But for, the, for God's people, they're the good angels, the angels of God, an unseen host to protect his own. Look at verses 11 and 12. He shall give his angels charge over you. To do what? To keep you in all your ways. In their hands they shall bear you up, lest you dash your foot against a stone. God sends them as his ministers. They're not gods, but God sends them as his ministers, as his messengers. Believers have his angels that surround him, right? We don't trust in angels. We don't worship angels. We trust the Lord. But those are his creatures, his ministers, who are there to uh, be there to encourage and to strengthen us. Remember Christ? Remember when he was tempted? Who strengthened him afterwards, after all those temptations? Who went there to visit him in the wilderness? Angels. Angels ministered to him. Or think of the angel who appeared to Christ in the Garden of Gethsemane. Right? He was crying, not my will, Lord, but your will be done. As he was facing the agony of the cross. And who was there to minister to him? God sent an angel to minister to him. Messengers. Wow. Powerful support system in Christ. Angels even. More than that, being hidden, Jesus, you will trample your deadly enemies underfoot. Okay. It looks like the opposite today. When you see what the world is doing to the church, what unrighteousness is doing to the righteous, stomping on them. God says, just remember what Christ did. Remember what Christ did. He died. He rose again from the dead. He has defeated all those enemies. 
And those enemies are not going to last. Verse 13, see, you shall tread upon the lion and the cobra, the young lion and the serpent, you shall trample underfoot. You know, this is really a picture of the power of the gospel, of the good news of Jesus Christ, the Christ who died and rose again from the dead. That's powerful. You know, and that's the gospel in this coming year we want to bring into this community as well, right? Because that's the only thing that's going to subdue serpents. And what's the other one? Um, tread upon, will subdue serpents and subdue the, uh, the cobra and the young lions. These animals, right, that are brought out here, they're symbols of evil men, evil powers. The gospel is able to subdue them, but also the gospel is able to subdue the cobra inside of us. Right? Sometimes there's evil inside of us. We need the gospel to subdue that inside of us. Right? Those lions, those serpents, that sometimes really, those powers of sin, they need to be subdued. Where do we look to? We don't look to Prime Minister Trudeau for that. We don't look ultimately to the justice system for that. We look to Christ. That's the only one who can subdue those evil powers. What a powerful picture here. See verse 8 again. Only with your eyes you shall look and see the punishment of the wicked. The wicked have no hiding place to go. They can go anywhere in this world. They're not going to find any place of safety. When Christ returns, right, they will run to the rocks and hide in the rocks and say, and say to the rocks, fall upon us. And they're not going to escape. They have no hiding place. The hiding places of man collapse under the gospel of Christ. Right? Christ comes with the gospel and he comes with the promises of life to believe, but warnings of death to those who do not believe. You know? Think of the monkey God that's just down the street. It's gaudy. It's gross. 55 feet high in the air. It's imposing, but it is no hiding place. It, it cannot protect. It has no life. But the unseen, the Lord Jesus Christ, who is seated in the heavens, he's the one who protects. What do we confess this coming year? I will say of the Lord, and we say together, he is my refuge, my fortress, my God, in whom I trust. I can be secure in him, outside of him, not at all. I can be confident in him, outside of him, not at all. And finally, and briefly, we're going to look at the fact that we can be patient. Because with God, a thousand years are like what? One day. <laughs> like yesterday past, says Psalm 90. So, for us, sometimes we think three days is eternity. So no, no, we work with God's timetable, even this coming year. We look to the Lord. We might want growth. We might want success. But it's all in God's hands. Whatever our prayers are, whatever our hopes are, we leave them all in the hands of God because Father knows best all the time. That's verses 14 through 16. Yeah, we make plans. We pray, 
We want the Lord's blessing. We want his favor upon our homes, upon our plans. We want his favor upon us as a congregation. And yeah, we may confess that he's working out his goodwill. It's a goodwill for us in his way, in his time, all the time. He never forgets his people, all those who trust on him. Father knows best. He knows what's right. And that's why as a way of encouraging all of us for this coming year, think about how about committing to reading God's word more regularly and intentionally. Just every day, read a little bit. Maybe you can read through the whole Bible in one year. We have some uh, uh, Bible reading schedule in the back table. It's a way to read through the whole Bible in one year. Just a couple chapters every day. Just come get to know this God who is the Most High, who is the El Shaddai, who is the Lord, who is the Protector. Come to know Him more. Come to know His promises. How rich and deep are His promises. Read the Old Testament. Read the New Testament. It's all God's word. Your word have I hidden in my heart so that I might not sin against thee. What a beautiful prayer for the new year. Your word have I hidden in my heart. I might not sin against you. When difficulties come our way, then yeah, the word reminds us, you trust on him. We may patiently trust on him and all his promises. He will never leave us nor forsake us. Because why is that? What do we confess? I will say of the Lord, and we say together, He is my refuge, my fortress, my God, in whom I trust. And how does this trust show? It shows in three ways. If you just look at three separate phrases in verses 14 through 16, um, what does God say about the believer? The first thing He says about the believer who trusts on Him, He says, he has set his love on me. The me is God. God says, yeah, you have set your love on me. That's trust. Loving him above all. The second thing here is, he has known my name. Yeah, well, that's a good reason for why I'm reading the Bible every day. He has known my word. He has come to know me. And the third thing is, he shall call upon me. Why would we call upon him if we don't know him and if we don't love him? We love him, we know him, we call upon him. Eight promises are mentioned. Because he trusts on him, think of those three things. I will deliver him. I will set him on high. I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble doesn't mean there's no trouble. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him. I will honor him. With long life, I will satisfy him. Not from a trouble-free life. No, but he will give you a blessed life. I will show him my salvation. Romans 8.28. Now, we hear that sweeping promise in Romans 8.28. And we know that all things work together for good to those who love God. All things bad things, good things. And the promise does not exclude, of course, tribulation. That may mean tribulation. It may mean distress. It may mean persecution, famine, nakedness, peril, or sword. But 
As God's children, we are assured that we are more than conquerors through him who loved us and that nothing, no one shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus, our Lord. That's his promise. As we enter into this new year, know that in him we may live securely, we may live confidently, and we may live patiently. Once more, what do we confess as God's people? I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge, my fortress, my God, in whom I trust. May it be. Amen.